0: This is KMTT, <laughs> Kim Torah, and today's Tuesday, this is Ezra Bick, on Ramban on pashat HaShavua, and this week is Parshat And the section from the Ramban that I wish to speak about this week is in fact a very, very short section. It's one of the most important Rambans, in my opinion, in the entire commentary on the Torah and somewhat uh, as an exception to the general rule, it belongs, the part that I wish to concentrate on, belongs explicitly to the commentaries which the Ramban calls Sud which means secret, in other words, to the Kabbalah of the Ramban. Generally speaking, I've avoided those sections for two reasons. One, because I do not understand them, and two, because the Ramban, in the introduction to the Torah, says we shouldn't deal with them. He says, only if you have someone who can explain them to you and he himself has learned it, Ishmi piish, mouth ish mouth to mouth, or mouth to ear, going back to a chain, which Ramban believes goes back to Moshe can you understand them? But to figure it out from logic, Ramban suggests very strongly you do not do, because you won't understand it. So, even if I did understand it, I wouldn't be telling you. And if I, if I don't understand it, if I don't tell you. But this week I wish to make an exception, because this Ramban is crucial, and in fact, it's it's, it's it's true he calls it a sod, but it's not a sod which uh, requires the details which are so unclear uh, in the Ramban. There is a detail here, which I'll mention, but we'll skip over, but the basic principle is crucial to understanding the Ramban al-Torah, and uh, although it consists only of a line and a half, uh, I thought it would be... Uh, It'd be silly. It'd be a waste if we would speak about Pashat t'zaveh and not mention and not mention this Ramban. So after debating two possibilities in Ramban, I decided to go on the Ramban to parakhavtet pasuk mem vav. In other words, a pasuk close to the very end of the pasha after the entire, all the kelim, all the different utensils and the building of the Mishkan have been described and commanded, after the details of the Mizveh, of the altar, the, the, the daily altar, you have what is clearly a, a, a summation in the Torah. It explains what we've accomplished, what, why was the Mishkan built. And in that sense, this pasuk is parallel to the verse that we discussed last week. When in the Mamban on Tumah, we uh, dealt with the Mamban's introduction to Tumah. In other words, when God first said, Go and build a mishkan, v'asuli mikdash v'shachanti b'tocham. And we talked about Shechina. And here we have the other end of that bookend. The other end of the bookshelf is after the Mizbeach is described and the the korbanot which we put in it are described. The pasuk says, "V'nogati shama levne Yisrael v'nigdash bichvodi." The Ol Moed is a place where I will meet with the Jews, and it will be sanctified in my uh, glory. V'kiddashti et Ol Moed v'et Hamizbech v'et Aron v'et Banav v'kaddish l'chahenli and I will dwell in the midst of Binaisal, the literally translated. And they shall know, the Jews, and they shall know that I am Hashem their God, who has taken them out of the land of Mitzrayim to dwell in their midst, b'tocham, to dwell in their midst, I am Hashem their God. The Ramban's question is, what does it mean that I took them out of Egypt to dwell in their midst? What does the to, to dwell, here mean? What What, what is the connection between otame, eretz mitzayim, and it surely appears to be a singular idea, not expressed any place else in the Torah that the Jews were taken out of Egypt so that God in order that God should dwell in their midst if that's what Lishoch <inaudible> betocham means in order to to dwell in the midst in order as a purpose, the purpose of the exodus was to dwell in their midst. Lamban uh, states as follows: betocham al almenat. Which Ramban understands that that, that's Rashi. And Ramban understands that Almanat here means, in the technical legal sense of almenat, meaning it's a condition. I took you out of Egypt with the condition that I dwell in your midst. That's how the man understood Rashi. In defense of Rashi, Mizrahi claims that wasn't Rashi's intention, but for our purposes, that's how the Ramban understood it. Uh, and the reason why he understood it that way is because the alternative seems to be unthinkable. Uh, the Jews were taken out of Egypt so that God would have a place to dwell. On the contrary, he says, you know, I took you out of Egypt and I made a condition that if I take you out of Egypt, you you will do. Uh, you will build a Mikdash, and I will dwell in your midst. It was a condition. And if a man claims that that's not what the word means. Shimush Halamid Kitnai kaze, Kazoninsa. Lishoch nibitocham does not mean on the condition that I would dwell in your midst. And uh, he debates a little bit this point with with Vashi uh, he uh, attempts a different interpretation which basically reverses the Pasuk It's not that I took you out of Egypt so that I would dwell in your midst but when I dwell in your midst you will build a Mishkan I will dwell in your midst so that you will know that I am the God who took you out of Egypt many times in the Torah we find that something is done so that we should know or remember. The man You should remember that I've taken you out of Egypt. Many And basically, the man's suggestion—maybe that's the meaning here as well. The lamed means when I will dwell in the midst, like bishochni through my dwelling in their midst they will be reminded and remember and be conscious constantly I, I guess that's the chiddush here all the time they will be uh, have a deeper awareness of the fact that I am their God who has taken them out of Egypt because that solves the problem it's not saying what the purpose of the exodus is it's on the contrary it's saying what the purpose of the mishkan is the purpose of the mishkan is to provide a a, a visible experiential constant Reminder of the relationship of God to the Jews. Uh, and he brings a number of examples where the Lamed might mean that. So that's what says. Maybe that's the interpretation. He does this very often, when man says. Uh, perhaps that's what, uh, maybe that's, Maybe he thinks that's what Rashi meant. He says that's not a bad explanation. It's a possibility. Aval. But Rabbi Abraham quotes the Ibn Ezra. I don't think in this series this year we've had yet a case where Ramban quotes the Ibn Ezra and agrees. So this will be our first one if that's true. I Remember, occasion where we quote the Ibn Ezra other than in order to reject him. But the Ibn Ezra interpreted it differently. The Ibn Ezra said that the lamin here means purpose. I have taken them out of, out of Egypt in order, for the sake, for the purpose of, that I should dwell in the midst. And the Ibn Ezra makes this very clear by phrasing it in the negative. I did not take them out of Egypt for any other reason other than that. The proof of this is puts us back to Pashat Shemot. Where the very first time that God spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu and said to him, I will take the Jews out of Egypt. He said to him, to Avdun et Elohim al haHar at the meeting of Moshe Rabbeinu and God at the Sneh, the burning bush. So it's true. The context is not somewhat not clear in the Ramban's comment. And if I will mention it, and this might ruin the proof a little bit, God said to Moshe Rabbeinu, "I will take the Jews out of Egypt." Then Moshe Rabbeinu asked the question. Who am I to take to speak to Paro? And who am I to take the Jews out of out of Egypt? To which God answered, ki for I will be with you. L'cha ha'ot ki And this is the sign that I am sending you when I and when you take the Jews out of out of Egypt, you will serve God at this mountain. So, this sentence, you will serve God at this mountain, appears as a sign to Moshe Rabbeinu that, that he's a shliach, that he's a servant and an emissary of God. The Ezra is quoting it as saying, it's not just a sign, it's the fulfillment. You're going out of Egypt in order to serve God at this mountain. Of course, you'll say, what does that have to do with the topic? The topic is that you left Egypt in order that God dwell in your midst. So, the Ramban is perfectly comfortable with this because of the man we read last week. The Ramban's introduction to Pashat Tumah, he stated that the Mishkan is the continuation of HaSinai. sinai In other words, Ta'avdun et Elohim ala doesn't mean that you will worship God at this mountain. It means you will worship God at this mountain and our God will come down and be in your midst at this mountain. Matan And for the Ramban, the Mishkan is the permanent, permanentization of HaSinai, sinai which we discussed a week ago as to why the Mishkan was built immediately after Har Sinai. Okay, so the, but Ibn Ezra says that the purpose of the Exodus was in order that I dwell in your midst. In order that there should be a Mishkan and perhaps purpose of the Mishkan is I should dwell in your midst. Vasuli Mikdash v'sachanti v'tolcham. Says the Vamban, V'yafé piresh, very good p'shat. Vamban gives the Ibn Ezra a very good pshat. but if that's true, it's a very good pshat. But if that's true, yesh bahinyan sod gadol. But if the ibn Ezra is correct, then this fasuk is expressing a deep secret. The word "secret" in the mamban it, it actually does mean secret. In other words, we don't we don't hand them out and publicize them. Mamban is against the publication of. The secrets of the Kabbalah. But the word sod, that's not its main meaning here. It's secret, not because I'm not supposed to tell anybody. It's a secret because it's hidden. It's the underlying meaning. It's not the surface meaning, but the deeper, buried meaning. As he will immediately explain. The opposite of the word sod in the Mamban is, always, without exception, pshat. And it's a very important point before we read what the Ramban has to say. It's very important to reiterate that. As opposed to some other other Kabbalists at times who will argue that the real interpretation the real meaning of the Torah is the Sod and the surface meaning is incorrect. The Ramban consistently explains and elaborates on the Pshat. Because the Pshat is absolutely correct. And the Soda is also correct. It's a second layer meaning. I hesitate even to use the word deeper, although deeper is correct, but it's not more correct. And in our case, we can have a little bit of trouble understanding that because the two interpretations are contradictory. Here's what the Ramban says. The Ibn Ezra's explanation that the purpose of the Exodus was that God should dwell in the midst of the Jews. Yesh ba'inyan sod gadol Ki kifi pshat hadava. For according to the pshat of the matter, the simpler interpretation or the direct interpretation of the matter, hashkina bi Israel sorech hedyot velo sorech gavoah. Shkina bi Israel the Divine Presence, the indwelling of God in Israel is for the sake of the commoner, for the sake of the people. It's a necessity, it's a need of the Jews that God should be in their midst. But it doesn't satisfy a need of God, of the upper of the higher, of the divine realm. End of statement. The Ramban doesn't even want to say what the sod is, but it's clear. He's explained it more explicitly than any other sod in the entire uh, commentary of the Ramban, which is one of the reasons why I want to talk about it, because the Ramban, in effect, has completely disclosed what he's trying to say here, and not hidden it. Even though he doesn't say it explicitly. But he says the opposite and tells you simply to negate it. The Pshat is that HaShchina Bi Yisrael Velo gavoa, Lest you have trouble negating a sentence he explains what he means. The Pshat is that Shechina in Israel is a need of the lower realm and not of the higher realm. So what's the Sod? The Sod is that Shechina Bi Yisrael That the Shechina rests in Israel, fulfills a need, it advances the cause of the divine realm of God. And this is the implication of the Ibn Ezra's interpretation, which is correct. I took you out of Egypt so that I should dwell in your midst. If that's the way you read the Pasuk, it sounds indeed as though God is saying, I took you out of Egypt not so that you should have a place to live, Eretz Israel, but that I should have a place to live. The Exodus serves the need of God to have a place to live, so to speak. And that's the Ramban's interpretation of this Pasuk. And he says this is a sod Gadol, a great, hidden meaning. And it's opposed. It's a sod. Why is it a sod? We haven't mentioned any particular Kabbalistic sfirot or the usual uh, characteristics of the Ramban's sods. Certain words which hint at one sefirah or another sefirah the Ramban hasn't said here. It's a sod gadol because it's the opposite of the Pshat. It's hidden precisely because it's apparently contradicted by the usual interpretation, which in fact, we it's pshat, it's the way we order our lives on a day-to-day basis. The assumption is that whatever God does and commands, it's for our sake, and of course not for His. Now, classical philosophy, of course, agrees with that. God has no tzorachim, God has no needs. For God is perfect, and God is absolute. And therefore, as the Rambam repeats a number of times, nothing that God does or commands or asks for is because He needs it. For He lacks nothing. He is complete and perfect. So therefore, obviously, if there's going to be shechina b'Yisrael, it must be tzorach hediyot. God doesn't lack a place to live. He's not out in the cold. He's not being rained upon. He doesn't need a house to live. He doesn't need a people in which to dwell. He doesn't need anything. So then why does God therefore then offer Himself to live in the people? Because the people need God. People are incomplete. And God living within their midst completes them. And that's why I stress the fact that Ramban doesn't denigrate the Pshat. Ramban accepts Pshat. Peshach has a necessary background before you can learn so. This is clearly a correct conception. And it's important in our day-to-day lives as Jews to understand it, that, that, that we serve God. It's for our own sake. We're not doing God favors by giving Him a besamikdash in which to live. It's, it's good for us that God is close to us. Someone who doesn't understand that a hundred percent before he begins to think in any other Manner, is is is, is doesn't understand the basic relationship between God and the world. And His entire attitude towards God, his worship of God, is heavily tainted and 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 topsy turvy. It's upside down. But underneath that, there is a sod. There is a secret that says, "Shchina beisrael zorech gavor. It serves the cause. It serves the. I must use the word because i might use the word. Songch. It serves the needs. I've been. I've learned a lot of Ram in my life. It's very difficult to say those words. It serves the needs of God or of the upper realm, Gavoa. It serves the needs of the of the heavens of the divine realm. That it have a place. That place is Yisrael, not the Mishkan, but Yisrael, Shacham Tibet Israel, Yisrael, which is the resting place for the Shechina. The Ramban then um, exemplifies this principle by a number of short quotes, and here it is, classic Sod. The Ramban doesn't explain it, he just throws out the words, and there's a certain reference here, which is understood by those who understand these words. Now, read them quickly. There's one, I think is relatively clear, we'll talk about that one. Aval, Hu Ba'inyan, that the true interpretation is, shamar HaKatuv Yisrael asher becha et pa'er. Pasuk says in Yishayahu memtet. Israel, Yisrael, Jewish people, Israel, that I et pa'er becha, God says, I et pa'er, I am glorified in you. The truth is a simple pshat of the Word. says that something is taking place to God. God is mitpaer in the Jews. V'amau Yahshua, a, a second example, um, which has more direct pshat, is more clear to us. P'ra'ch'zayin Yoshua. U'mat ta'eser le'shimcha gadol. is worried about the defeat of the Jewish army. It says, "If we're defeated, He says to God, "What will you do, the What will you do about your great name?" The last three, one needs a key to understand. Although the pasuk says, l'Moshavlo," God desired place to live, which in Pshat, of the word, seems to imply that he is the one who initiated. He needed a place to live, Iva, he, he sought, he yearned for a place to live, Po'eshev after the Beit of English was built, God said um, to, uh, to Shlomo, it's Pasukim Tilim. Po e shave, here I will sit, ki ibit here, for I desired it. I want to concentrate on the Pasukim Yoshua. Mata shimcha gadol. I'm quoting from one of the two medieval commentaries of the Sodot Ramban, the book that's called Be'ul the Pirushah Ramban. I'll Shlomo Abu Sawela student of the Rashba or a student of the student of the Rashba like a grand student so to speak of the ramban. and he explains this statement of Yahushua as follows Amar Yahushua Ma Gadol Klomar et Shemeno if the enemy kills us kills all the Jews and wipes out our name Shelcha Your loss the word is missing but that's what it means Your loss is greater than our loss for if we are not here, then you are not here. God didn't yearn for a house. He yearned for the Jews. That's the place where God rests. And so too, he explains, let us read the words, God says, because of your sacrifices and your service, I, God, that's a Kabbalistic reference to one particular sphere. Sphere of Tiferet. Not going to get into it. Something takes place in the sphere of Tiferet. Okay, the exact details are not important, and one doesn't even. He, he almost doesn't mention details at all. And I don't think, think this is the place where Ramban ch- would choose to even hint at the details. But the principle is clear. Ramban is saying, and he's not speaking about sacrifices, as Abu Suela said. He's talking about the Mishkan itself. And he's not talking about the Mishkan itself, but the Mishkan is merely the means for Peshachanti betolcham the Jewish people as the resting place of God hashchina be Yisrael tzorech gavoah velo tzorech and the Pasuk from Yeshua says if that is not true if there are no Jews if we would be killed by our enemies im ein anukan if we are not here, then the ani, then God, is also not here. What here is saying, and it is in fact the cornerstone of the Kabbalistic attitude—not Kabbalistic doctrine, now, of which I know nothing—but the Kabbalistic attitude towards the relationship of God to the world. God's presence in the world is dependent on. The Jewish people being a repository, a resting place for God. Wish to remind you what we learned last week in Pashatiluma. Why do the Jews build a Mishkan? The Ramban said a week ago. Because since they are God's people, since they receive the Torah, since God has chosen them, since they've agreed to observe the Torah, therefore they become Kiddoshim by being by being locked into God, by receiving the Torah and having God spoke to them, and they listened, and they accepted, and they bound themselves, b'brit. those are the four conditions the Ramban described in the beginning of Turma, they become holy, and since they're holy, it's proper, he says, that they should build a Mishkan, a Mikdash, a sanctuary, a place of holiness, for God's name. And now the Ramban is completing their thought the holiness of the Jewish people is the condition that they should be able to be the sanctuary of God's name. Because only the holy can support the holy. But the purpose of it is that God should be in the world. And if the Jews are not a sanctuary for God's name, through their actions and their Torah, and yes, they're also building this particular building called the Mishkan, if they are not a sanctuary for God's name, then there is no Sanctuary for God's name, and God is not in the world. Ain ani kan, in the words of Abu Saeedah. The second, actually earlier, commentary on the Mamban is a sefer called Ketav Shemtov. Baravi Shemtov Gaon, Ibn Gaon, and his comment is very very similar. Umat hased gadol kaviyachol. Usual expression of I don't mean this literally, but I still mean it, as though to say, "Ain lo bema If Yoshua says, "If we're wiped out, then what will you do with your great name?" Ain lo There's nothing for it to be attached to. It will be rootless. It will be. It'll float away. Ain lo That's his whole comment. The, the commentary is also very short and cryptic because they're still trying to obey the Ketashem Tov says it explicitly in his introduction that I'm going to explain what the Ramban said not to explain but I won't explain it well so that I won't violate the Ramban's instructions. I'll explain it a little bit. And swell also somewhat more but still very cryptic and short so as they're attempting to explain but not to explain. But I think it's quite clear because the Ramban was quite clear. The presence of God's name in the world is dependent on certain actions. Technically, the building of the Mishkan, but more clearly, as Ramban explained, being Kedoshim. Accepting the Torah, living the life of God, being Am Shel Hashem, and then Hashem is Elohim Shelachem. The relationship, the bond, the, the Brit, he said, the covenant between the Jews and God is what creates the condition for God to be in the world. And this is called by the Ramban, to go back to the maz expression, sorech gavoa. Evitiya God yearned for this. So in a way which I we we, we don't understand it, that's why it's a son. But we can grasp it. The perfect being, which we call God, who lacks nothing. He's perfect and complete, and yet he does lack something. Perfection by definition lacks something. It lacks his dependence. It's perfect in its own realm. God is perfect when there is no world. But when he creates a finite, limited world, then to be in it, to be part of it, the world has to accept or build to become a basis has to has to has to support the presence of God in the world. And that is what we call Mishkan and to remember the Pasuk we started with. I took you out of Egypt for that reason. This completely reverses everything we know about the Torah. God took the Jews out of Egypt. In other words, uh, taking Jews out of Egypt is the purpose of the whole Torah. This whole story of the Jewish people was so that God should have a place, a people, a, a a metaphysical existence in which infinity, perfection, can exist in an imperfect world. Ta'avdun et alokim The mountain existed beforehand, but God, God's Shekhinah is not going to be on the mountain if there are no Jews there. You will become free, you will leave Egypt, you will come to the mountain, and you will accept the Torah, and that will bring, not I will come to down, and therefore you will accept the Torah. You will accept the Torah, and therefore I will be in your midst. That will achieve the goal, God's goal in creation, as explained later on by other things, and other, other writers, God created the world so that there would be a place in which He would be Shachin. Because if there's no world, there's no Shechina. There's only God as a absolute, detached from everything, existence. But when God makes the world, and that makes the Jews, I think it's in the Torah, etc., etc., et then God achieves, what a difficult word to use if you're an Aristotelian or even a Rambamist, God achieves the indwelling of his kedusha within something else. For that you need a very, very special world. You need a world of Kedushah, a world of Torah, you need Am Yisrael, you need Basuli Mikdash. But the whole purpose of the entire story, I took you out of Egypt, there are all kinds of short goals. You should be free, I should, should fulfill my promise to your forefathers, you should come to Eretz Israel all the wonderful things. What's the overriding end of it all? L'shochni betocham That I should dwell betocham That I should dwell in the midst that, that God, the perfect who needs nothing should achieve His goal of being within the world, being king in the world, being kadosh in the world. That's the whole Ramban. And as I said, I think this ban is crucial. It, it, this Ramban invigorates half of his comments around, around in, 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 in the commentary on the Torah. In one way or another. Most comments that deal with Kabbalah are somehow based on this. You do A, B, and C because that way it's a better foundation for God's presence in the world. And the says, of course, this, doesn't, this is something which you have to necessarily think about all the time, because this pshat. The pshat is the other way around. God is doing things for you. But underneath that, you have this amazing idea that God does things for us, but that that fulfills a, a goal. It fulfills an essential development within the divine world as well. So the exact details of what it fulfills lies beyond our ability to discuss. Hinted at, at the words here, Asher becha et Paer. Something to do with Tif'eret and the combination and the and the and the um, cleaving together of Malchut and Tiferet. Uh, we're not going to talk about that. I'm not qualified to talk about it. But the basic point that the Jewish people are, in the words of Chazal, Merkava la They are the, the support of the Shechina. The Shechina depends, is dependent on Am Yisrael. That's a point that Ramban thought important enough to, to a certain extent, pierce the veil of secrecy in which he envelops his Kabbalistic ideas, and to put it more or less explicitly on the papers, so that anybody could understand it because only through consideration at this point we begin to understand what is one of the major uh, goals of the Ramban in the commentary on the Torah as well. And so just a final word you have here last week and this week together Ramban explained that the Jews are holy because they were at Har Sinai therefore they will now form a, a, a basis for a permanent presence of God in dialogue with them in the world. And now, at the end of the second parasha, at the end of Petzavah, the Buddha explains because that is God's need. Because for God to be in the world, He needs for you, for the Jews who have accepted the Torah and are Amashem, to act accordingly. And to be the receptacle, to be the resting place, to be the seat, the, the throne on earth of God's presence in the world. That's Ramban for today. We'll be back next week in a totally different context. And Pashat Kitisa. And you've been listening to KMTT. Kimitsion Torah Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim Kol tov.